The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Reunited and it feels so good. When I saw Faith No More, they opened with that. Reunited and it's understood. Beyond! Beyond! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 231. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation Powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Hello, sir. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. Yeah. He only does everything Colin Moriarty. What? And Jeremy, oh no, Jeremy Dunham did not come. <laughs> Jeremy Dunham caught a cold and couldn't get on a plane. But it is a big deal. We are reunited. It's the first podcast beyond. And I, I didn't do all the math, but I think something like four years since and we were all together. We've been breaking them up lately, doing duos, dynamic it. duos. But now we're back as the trio. Mm-hmm. It's us. The treehouse trio, they called us back in the day. It's us. And I think it's it's important to point out we're all very tired. <laughs> yeah, as usual. Ooh. Things got out of hand in the morning with meetings and whatnot. And then we did up at, I did up at noon. Clements had to laugh three times at the I, same bit because we had audio. <laughs> No problem. And then uh, I don't think Colin laughed once. No, and then I, uh, I saw, I saw, uh, Colin was laughing. Now Colin, a bit. Colin actually has a good laugh. He, yeah. I like that he laughs. And then uh, yeah, we're here doing this now. So expect another one that's wandering and off the rails, and nobody knows what the hell's going on. Mm. That's what they want. Right, that's guys? what they want. Yeah, yeah, kids do tweet all the time. I want everybody that's and listening. Again, I call everyone kids. Calm down. I want your podcast anyone, to be as incomprehensible as possible. <laughs> anyone that's listening to this podcast right now, wherever you are in the world. I want you to your, stop, me. stop doing whatever you're doing unless it's something that's you know important to life function like driving. Stop what you're doing. Just smile and nod right now. Smile and nod. Yeah, you know you're doing it. Yeah, that's right. You know the whole world's doing it along with you. Yeah. Smile and nodding. You look at you. Smile and nodding. All right, go back to what you're doing. All right, cool. Get your work done. Sort it out. Sort Let's it begin out. the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. I didn't like the remix. No, that was never good. Again, never again. All right, fine, whatever. I'm trying to lighten up the show a little well, bit. Well, you know what? It's as light y'all, as it can y'all, get. Y'all doom and gloom over it's there. It's a fucking puffy pastry from Germany, and it's just floating away. All right, pu- puff, puffy pastry, pastry just, from Germany. <laughs> just put the butter in the keyhole. Let's get this started. <laughs> what the hell is going it's too on? Too goddamn dark in this cave. I know. Colin, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get up there and turn those Don't lights do down. It. This is what this is the way this is the way houses were lit in like the 18th century. I know, and that's why everybody's dead. <laughs> That's, that's why, why they died. That's why they died. I'm gonna do it. Right, you, you go, start the rover dark. All right, if you, here we go. If you turn that light on, wait, wait, it's just, too bright. Wait, do be careful. I don't know if that wait, the table you should be oh, on the table. No. Oh Jesus! What are you doing? All right, so Greg is currently on the podcast table, and he almost and I broke it. <laughs> is it broken? All right. Oh no! We're gonna. We'll be, we'll be right now. back, folks. We'll be right back. No, 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 no. Do the show. All right. <laughs> 
Colin, do the show. All right. Number one. The he's, long. What do you? I can't do this with you on the. T- you're on the fucking table. Yeah. You it, want me to just? He's got it. I, I just want to. I just want to make sure those don't fall. Is it gonna fall? Is it gonna fall on our heads a little bit? It's pretty possible. It's possible. It is now hanging by a thread. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the look of this. It's gonna fall and it's gonna shatter everywhere. All right. That, did, that essentially did nothing. Well, yeah. I know. Well, now it's now it's. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck! Ah, damn it! That was even worse. <laughs> oh man! Now this is what it was like in the Bronze Age inside the house. <laughs> now we have a single functioning light in okay. the podcast room. The I'll turn on the one over there. Keep going. Start the no, show. No, don't play with any more of them. No, no, no. The lamp. Oh, okay. The lamp. We're gonna get the lamp going here. The lamp's fine. All right, that's, that's all you had to do. That's yeah. That's much better. Okay. I'm a doer, Colin. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not see what I'm worried about is hey, that. Hey, worried about it's falling, sparking, burning on the house. We'll get Pablo on it. Pa- we'll get Pablo in a second. All right. After the show, so not a second at all. All right. <sighs> if that thing's come crashing down, I'm gonna jump or scream just to warn you. It's gonna miss you. It's gonna hit the phone box thing. Yeah, we're, I'm I'm fine then. Okay, we're good. I mean, we're it's good. like I I pulled the thing and it just like there was nothing there. It was already held together with nothing. I got tape. You want me to tape it back up so it's no, not hanging? Right. Yeah, we're fine. Is everyone done? Yeah. Everyone sorry, quite, Dad. Yes. Sorry, Dad. Is everyone quite <laughs> sorry, done? Sorry, Mr. Moriarty. You can continue with your lesson. Is everyone quite done with the, the light? The fucking light that Greg just broke. That yeah. probably cost $100. Uh, that's getting off light. <laughs> no no pun intended. There are six items on the rubber report. Sounds good. These are these are the newses, right? The yeah, news the items, news is, Colin? That's correct. Your, uh, are these reflected of your opinion and not IGN's? One in particular is. Okay. And I think you'll know which one that is. Got it. I'm ready. Through. Let's do it. Uh, number one, the long-rumored Ratchet & Clank HD collection has been confirmed. Insomniac CEO Ted Price talked to the PlayStation blog about it, telling them that the collection will include the original Ratchet & Clank as well as Going Commando and Up Your Arsenal. Uh, developer Idle Minds is working on the remaster, which will give us 1080p widescreen graphics, 3D support, and three platinum trophies. Uh, no pricing or specific release info is yet known. That's not true anymore. It's coming out in May in Europe and later than that in North America. Uh, Price says the collection is coming to North America in the fall. So I, I hope it's coming sooner than that. So that's number one. That's exciting. Yeah. The original Ratchets were good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those I feel like we've known we've known forever that it's coming. How many times have we r- rumor reported or heard about that? Yeah, or, it's inevitable. I mean, it's like it's yeah, great, good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah. Next, next. I'm, I'm emailing facilities. We load number two. The Walking Dead adventure game from Telltale Games yeah, has now, now has a release date. It will be released on PSN and other services over five parts, with the first part coming out in April. The next four episodes will follow quote regularly. I'm very um, excited. Look, it's still unknown how much the game will cost or if there will be a season pass available to buy all of them at once. I assume there will be. Yeah, probably. Look for a fantastic interview with uh, writing consultant and amazing guy Gary Whitta next week on Monday. Yeah. Gary Whitta. Whitta. Um, and more important is that there, it's the first trailer, the first ever time you can see gameplay is on Up at Noon this upcoming Monday. So watch yes. Up at Noon on Monday. Up at Noon, Monday. YouTube.com slash start. start. Monday. Monday. Continue. Monday, Monday. Continue, Colin. Number three, it's THQ Friday. has trade. You want to sing that? No. Oh, okay. I was, I was getting excited for a minute. Oh, nope. yeah. All right. No, we can do it later. Fun, 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 fun. Looking forward to the weekend. There we go. Number three, THQ has trademarked a new game known only as 1666. 
Other information about the game is unknown, although it's worth noting that 1666 is the year of the Great Fire of London. THQ declined to comment when we contacted them about the project. So we'll see what that's all about. Cool name, though. Yeah, that is a rad name. I love when projects have cool, ambiguous, numerical names. Mm. Number four, The House of the Dead 4, initially released only in arcades, has a PSN release date. It will come to PSN on April 17th in North America and April 18th in Europe and cost $9.99. It will support PlayStation Move. Move. Uh, House of the Dead 3 came out on PSN in February. We gave it a six and a half. 6.5? Okay. Uh, number five, new, detail, new details have emerged about the PS3 exclusive Resident Evil Chronicles HD collection. Initially announced last fall, the HD collection is a combination of two Wii Resident Evil on-rail shooters that will be upscaled, move-enabled, and given trophies. However, we, know, uh, we now know that these games will be released not as retail, but rather on the PSN, and will be available both individually and together as a package. Look for them on the PSN this June. And finally, number six, showing an exceptional amount of mercy, Sega has revealed that <laughs> Sonic 4 Episode 2 is likely to be the last episode in the short-lived old-school Sonic revival. Sonic episode, team, how long ago did Episode 1 come out? Uh, quite a while yeah, ago, ago, because I remember uh, our own uh, Hillary. Hillary Goldstein uh, did that uh, review. Sonic Team producer Takashi Izuka revealed that there are no plans for an Episode 3, thank God, although they're waiting to hear back uh, feedback on Episode 2 once it's released, so I guess it's still possible. So thank you for showing us Mercy, Sega. Hey, you know what? There are people that like those games. They play those games. That's all there is to it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, man. Yeah, man. I want to be them Sonics. I just want to live. I invited Pablo, our maintenance man, to come in to it during the podcast and take a look at this. All right, I don't cool. want to burn down the office. Did you, are you going to tell him that what happened? I, I told him verbatim what happened. That you stood on the table? Yes. That you messed with the light? Yes. That it exploded a little bit it sparked i said and blew it, the bulb and then i put a frowny fuse, face it's not a fuse not a fuse the bulb yeah. i don't know what i'm talking about hey little uh you ready for a little uh story time with ryan clements yeah i used to work in a fucking hardware store <laughs> when really? i was in college this was uh i worked at a uh local store was like it a, as a mom and pop store it was, was it, it true was, value it was, Ace? it was um it was kind of like a it was kind of like home depot but the local equivalent in the western new york area what's it called uh give him a plug give him a plug it's how ve- much furniture has colin sold for gary bill's discount for it's uh it's, it, I, I used to work <laughs> at uh value home centers value home centers and uh that was uh for like a summer job and i don't think i could have been more ill-equipped for a job <laughs> in my life considering how little i know about home improvement in general let alone anything that remotely resembles tools uh, blacksmithing uh Blacks- <laughs> they were blacksmiths too so you were selling blacksmithing equipment? <laughs> yeah like straight up anvils and melt smolt, smelted iron okay. and Oh man, it was just, it was wild. Like the components you might find in an RPG. I remember really the only thing I could do well because all it was was manual labor was lift the sacks of concrete in the back of the store and carry them to the front and then help people bring them to the car. And I could not receive tips for this job. We were not allowed to take tips. You had to turn them down? Had to turn them down. People trying to take you out? Lifting concrete. How much did you turn down? Do you know like what the most you Pro- ever turned out? Probably was? like three times during my whole time. No, no. How much tips. money? How much was them? Like somebody tried to offer you five bucks? Yeah, it was usually like five bucks. Gotcha. That like sucks. That. I would have taken that shit. No, been like eat it, boss. Yeah, exactly. We weren't, we weren't under under the, allowed to. The There's a lot of things you're not allowed. Colin, to, you're not allowed to stand on a podcast room table and yank a light out of the ceiling. But I just did it. Unlike Colin Moriarty, I play by the rules. Oh, you're Paragon. He's Renegade. I get it. Yeah, right I, I, I held the same job throughout high school, pretty much. So whatever. Yeah, whatever. I I fucking changed jobs like a madman. I worked at a Burger King. 
where I was mistaken as a girl once in the drive-through. That was during my long hair phase. Uh, well, uh, you had that and, coming then. And it was like the, there was like this. I was like at the register, and you know, my head my head was turned, and so this guy pulls up the drive-through. He's like, "Excuse me, miss, miss," and I like turn around. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> 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 it's really awkward." Yep. So now here's the weird thing about you having long hair is I can't yeah. picture it for the life of me, and you claim no to pictures have, exist. I, of I'm this. upset because I had these amazing photographs of me with long hair, and I don't have them anymore. What happened to them? They were on my computer, which died, and hmm. I never backed up that. Hard oh, they drive. were on your computer. I was gonna say, remember, remember when we used to just take pictures? Yeah. And you had to go get them developed. Yes, yes but I don't think I have any like actual hard. I'll, I'll, I only got 34 exposures. I want to make them count. I, will ask, I don't want to waste them on just I'll anything. Ask my family if they have any pictures of me long-haired, and I maybe my girlfriend will, but I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, it's probably for the best to be forgotten, though. I would like to point out that at one point. I had really long hair, like down to my shoulders, mm. and I did it. I had it like was it prof- straight? Yeah, I, mean, that's what I, I can't it, imagine. I had it professionally straightened once, so I looked like a fucking like heavy metal guitar player. Like it was just really straight. Or that you're, or that you're at it out of an anime, which is probably why you did it. That's exactly why yeah, I did I it. Yeah, mm. it's you like know. when I got earrings so I could be in a rap rock band. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, totally. I know. The same thing. I can relate. Except I never took my earrings out. I fell in love with the girl at the rock show. She said what? And I told her that I didn't. Hey, Colin, if I wanted to go find out about games that are in the stores where the Grom and the Bobs are, where do the I Groms go? The Groms and the Bobs. You go to the, uh, if you want the Groms and the Bobs, you go to the official IGN. It's about putting PlayStation software on all the platforms by the IGN editors. Grom and Bob, it's time! Uh, nothing on PSP, nothing on Vita. Oh, wow. That's sad. Uh, Silent Hill Downpour? <laughs> Came yeah, out. Bad game. FIFA Street. Good game. Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm Generations. I feel like a new Naruto game comes out every other week. Yeah, that's by they Cyber. They need to fucking stop. Nah, it. that's by CyberConnect too. Sort they know out. what they're doing. They, they, those those games are fun. Fucking stop. Not amazing. They're just fun. <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> Yakuza Dead Souls. Uh, no, bad game. Uh, Tales of Graces F. Uh, playing game. that right now. Game looks cool. Yeah, it's really good. And so Birds far. of Steel. For all those asking for uh, updates on the Tales of Graces. Like Yair Donan from Israel, he writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can and says, Ryan, I usually don't like JRPGs except the occasional Final Fantasy game, XIII, notwithstanding. (laughs) But a friend told me about Tales of Graces F, and after watching some videos, I was intrigued. On a scale of 1 to 10, how Japanese is this game? And is it a good place to start with the series? Keep up the awesome work. Yair, who finally wrote his name phonetically. Yes, so I can Yair. Do it. Thank you, Yair. Um, the great question, and it's, it's, it's really hard to say. First of all, Yair, for, I must say, if you haven't ever played Eternal Sonata on my constant recommendations, I still think that's one of the best places to get like a really cool JRPG uh, that's a little more updated and modern. But if you're specifically talking about Tales of Graces, let me break it down for you. The Tales series is totally not... I mean, they have very loose thematic like universe ties, but otherwise they're all independent games. You can hop in anywhere and you're getting an isolated story with specific heroes. You'll get the self-contained experience. Tales of Graces F. Tales of Graces came out on the Wii in Japan, never came out here. We're getting an updated port with uh, high-res visuals, vises, as they say, and whatnot. And I think it's actually uh, it's a really fun game. You can tell it was originally for the Wii. The backgrounds are very simple. Uh, it's not it's not exactly in the same scope as some other modern RPGs. But I will say that that battle system makes me salivate when I think about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, he so, asked. He asked though specifically how Japanese is it? On a scale, scale of one to ten. On a scale from one to ten, I would one being Greg Miller, ten being the Japanese flag. Okay. I, <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. I would put I'm not it very at, Japanese. No, I can't no, pronounce no, words. I, I don't know what I'm I doing. Totally, I hear it. I'm just well, well, I like sushi and stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm more like... You're more like a two or three, I think, I like, on that I, scale. I, I like Konami. Okay. So... Um, well, I like Kojima. I like Metal Gear. I like Metal Gear. I would peg it at around a six or a seven. Because honestly, it, it takes it takes them a little bit more with all its Japaneseness. It takes a little more of the European fantasy route than it goes like super crazy Japanese. But there's tons of Japanese stuff. And as I was thinking about this recently, uh, let's have a little uh, off uh, offside tangent. We've toe, been on toe, topic toe. for a good two minutes, so yeah, we should get out of here. There we go. Uh, <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> not what I'm not mad at you about it. <laughs> I know we all let this happen. Yeah, I know. You're totally right. Uh, we've had many conversations about Japanese voice acting and why, you know, when, when things from Japan get ported over here and the English voice actors do their best and it never quite sounds right. I was thinking about this recently and when you start to just let it all go and you're sitting there and you got all the, you got these people and you just kind of take it for as it is, it kind of almost reminded me of stage acting where it's all very formal and like people are all sort of standing like very poised and speaking to each other in these sort of grandiose ways and there's a pause and then they'll they'll speak back like to me it almost feels like a ja- japanese games are very much in the way japan does drama and that's very melodramatic it's very formal and if, if you kind of get that and you don't think like this should be like mass effect where everything is super uh you know western and kind of very and flows naturally for our language and good hey, oh shit i'm not saying mass effect's bad <laughs> i love i love because that's our those are our games those are like our how our culture does drama but there are other cu- well, tnt you know, knows drama and, yeah exactly but there you know the way other cultures do drama that's just a difference in culture and language and and you know when you kind of when you take it with a grain of salt it's totally doable just let it go man just let, you just God. gotta just live just live man let it go, that's been ryan's uh tangent for the past like fucking 20 minutes Wow, okay. let's do it. I'll say that I used to have such a strong affinity for the Tales series as a young man, and I'm telling you, you I, I mean, don't anymore. Now you're washed not, up. Husk. Not like, not like you, you know, not like yeah, you don't have a billion things to play right now, Colin. But this game is the the combat system. In this is really amazing. Yeah, I think you know what I've kind of come to identify recently is that it's not that because like I always say, JRPGs were like my favorite genre until I was like maybe twenty. Okay, right. Right, I love JRPGs, and on especially on SNES and PlayStation, I basically played everything. Right, like I could, I can't imagine a JRPG that I didn't play. Exactly. And what I've come to realize is that even though there are less of them, many like you know exponentially less. That doesn't make any sense, but uh, that I guess it, it's a matter of money and time is the reason I don't play JRPGs totally. anymore. Because you buy a JRPG by Tales of Destiny, right? Which is like one of my favorite games, and that's a Tales game, just like Tales of Graces. It's the second Tales game. Right. This is like the tenth, and. Uh, you know, I'd buy that. You get pay, pay fifty bucks for it in nineteen ninety eight. It'll last you fifty hours, a hundred hours, whatever. You get your money out of it. Wild Arms, Wild Arms two, mm-hmm. you know, Chrono mm-hmm. Cross, stuff like that. You get money and time out of these games. But as you get maybe older, like you have access to more games, you want to play more games. Like you start jumping to other genres that take less time because you can play five games in the amount of time it takes to play one JRPG. And that seems so obvious, but it really was an, something I just identified recently. A hundred percent true. And I mean, think about it. You you have way more fucking responsibilities now. You're not a kid. You don't. You have shit to do. You have a you have a job. <laughs> I got shit to you do. You have shit to do. And so you, we, some of us really can't sit there for sixty hours and play a game. You know. And, you know, back in the day, they, they were so economically beautiful because you, you throw this money down for one game and you're golden for like three months, you know? Yeah, it was awesome. Whereas we can't like, we just can't do that anymore. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, there's something to be said about that. And it's just something I identified actually recently when I've been watching you play Tales of Graces. It's a game that I want to play. Just like, you know, I love Tales of Symphonia and Legendia yeah. and all those games. Those games were awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and- maybe, maybe I will. But I, I just, I don't know. There's just so much other shit to play. You know what games I really wanted to go back and play? I want to play Assassin's Creed 2. 
Yeah. Isn't that weird? Because I don't like Assassin's Creed that is, too. Yeah, that is really we weird. I remember ready. you talking. I remember you doing an impression of climbing uh, in in wherever you were in, in. Was it Italy? I guess so. Yeah. Um, and with as <laughs> Ezio, and you were like, so you're just climbing up, and then he just jumps off the fucking building. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's what I wanted you to do. Yeah. That's that's. How, yeah, because I was playing. I was playing yeah. it, and uh, you know, you don't do anything when you climb. You just kind of press a direction, and that's not parkour to me. Yeah. It's just I, I you want to be hitting buttons. Yeah, you're saying, I feel like par- I need to- you're saying parkour should be hardcore. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Okay, okay stop that. Okay. No fun. No fun. No fun. Yeah, I was freaking out a bit. All right. No it's fun. like a hollow toad. <laughs> hollow toad. Hollow toad. Did we already get? Is that all for the releases there in the stores? That's it. All right. Cool. What came to the digital stores? Uh, this week, you can download a whole bunch of stuff uh, for the Vita. Let's do Vita first, okay? okay. You can get Reality Fighters. Yay! Which you, lo- you are Cam. Was Cam the one Cam who reviewed that? You loved it. Uh, yeah. That game didn't come out until now? Weird, no, it's right? That, I thought this was just the store version. Didn't retail hit earlier? I thought it had to be out on the store, though, at the I same thought so, time. too, but I was no. confused by the thing. I don't know. Right, yeah, I don't well, know either. I'm also confused Who now. cares? Don't play it. But Ridge Racer, also Ridge available. Ridge Racer! Uh, there's a bunch of there's a couple of Vita demos and there's a bunch of, there's actually a lot of uh, Vita di- uh, DLC content as well. Mm-hmm. But let's get into the PSN games this week. Very exciting! Uh, you can download uh, all of you can now download Journey, the next game from that game Don't company, the creators of Flow and Flower. That's for fourteen ninety nine. Uh, in my opinion, very much worth highly it. Highly recommended. Nine point from Ryan Clements. Nine point The first time that I've ever given uh, uh, ten scores in the breakdown box for different aspects of the game, like presentation. Really, I've given graphics. tens before, but never ten overall. Right. That I've, I haven't either. I'm. I'm just saying. No, that, but like, you like ten presentation. Yeah, that was the first. This was sound. the first time I ever did that, mm-hmm. and it was ten in presentation, graphics, and sound. Uh, just real quick, I I, uh, I haven't looked at it recently, but I I think Journey is like skyrocketing on Metacritic, like the the overall score is like outrageous. It's, it's a lot very, of people love it. It's very popular. It's it seems like everybody that plays. It I suspect it. it will be the highest rated Metacritic game for PSN. You think so? Yeah, That's interesting. Totally interesting. So Journey, I, I highly encourage everyone to pick, go pick up Journey. Well go worth it. Go watch the last up at noon. Well worth it. With Journey Creator. <laughs> uh, you can also download Warp, uh, Time Machine, Rogue Pilot. Uh, Damon likes Warp a lot. 8.5, I believe. And then I downloaded Time Machine Warp Pilot, which is a match three thing. But in classic IGN fashion, I haven't been able to hit start on it yet. Yeah, there you go. And Shoot Many Robots. Which Mitch did not like all that much, I don't think. Okay. As for the PS3 full games that are now available, you can get Bioshock 2. You can get Phineas and Ferb across the second yeah. dimension. Woo! And James Cam- James Cameron's Avatar the Game. And that is all. There's also a bunch of DLC, which I'm looking for anything exciting. I don't think so. And I don't remember there being any PS2 classics or minis this week. So I think... That about wraps it up for me, gentlemen. Okay. That was your digital update. The digital update. The old digidoo. Digidoo. The old digital do. Digidoo. Digidoo. You got your mom, your mups and bops. What did you say? I tried to say Grams mom and, and pop, bop. but I, I, when, I went to say, when I went to say mom and pop, I put in grandma and grandpa. So yeah. it was grumops and grababas. Yeah. Something like that. Gops and pops. Gops and bobs. That's the one. This is the, this is this is about the caliber of a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Three forty-five in the afternoon on a Thursday at IGN. Um, We're doing about, just how fine. About, how about topic of the week? Toe, 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 toe. 
Um, Mass Effect is out. Mm. Everyone in the room has played it, beaten it. We love it. We won't ruin the ending for you, though. That's not true at all. Everyone played it, beat it, loved it. Um, right. You haven't played it. Clements hasn't started it. yet. He doesn't like games. Really? I haven't started yet. It's sitting on my... Uh, I just uh, borrowed uh, one of my roommate's copies. Oh, what, so. on Xbox? Yep. You're just waiting to figure out how to plug in your keyboard and your mouse in your Xbox? Or your yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, So we're not going to spoil the ending. Don't worry about that. But as you probably know from the internet, a lot of people are upset with the ending. A lot of people think it's not good enough. Uh, fans are upset about it. That what like There's this thing, you know, fans. some fans have crossed the line, gone on Twitter attacking the developers of the game. They've started child uh, play charity foundation things where they can donate money to show how angry they are and stuff. Kyle Moriarty made a video about this. Mm. About basically responding to the worst of the people. Not, not this is something a lot of people have missed. Not responding to anyone. Colin wasn't talking to like I don't. I'm not super thrilled with the ending. I don't hate it. I'm not. But I wasn't like oh my god. You know. But I, like Colin didn't tell me to fuck off and that I'm a baby. He's talking to the people who are atta- being the trolls on the internet and attacking the people who are trying to make the game. Mm. Correct? Did I sum up your point well enough? Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Now, Greg, did you? you I didn't realize you beat the game. When I beat, did you it beat, it? beat it last night. Beat it last night. Very nice. Yeah. Good timing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I knew it would be toe today, so I needed <laughs> to get going. I was talking to a friend of mine that I went to college with on Facebook today, because uh-huh. uh, I just he tagged me in a post that he made about Mass Effect, and it was way too long for me to read. But I, I posted uh, just in the things I know it's about the ending, or whatever, and people were discussing it. I just said, "What's strange to me and something I didn't really identify again until recently, like really today, was that you know I beat Mass Effect three before it came out, so I was certainly one of the first people to beat it outside of Bioware, and I really liked the ending a lot." And, uh, the ending I got anyway, and that I couldn't have guessed that this was going to be a problem with people. Mm -hmm. But I also want to keep them in, you know, what I said to him too is that keep it everything in context. The game shipped three and a half million copies. I I assume it's sold at least that much, if not more at this point, uh, because it it shipped three and a half million when it came out. And you imagine it sold like 800,000 or something in one day in North America. So it's like pushing incredible numbers. The petition... You know, the quote-unquote petition to change the ending was like thirty or 40,000 people signed it. We're talking about like a really small group of people that mm-hmm. have played mm-hmm. the game. Like a really percentage-wise, yeah, percentage a minute amount of people. And just like any petition where like, you know, if you're if you're trying to get something on a ballot in politics, you have to kind of assume that 25% or more of the signatures are dubious anyway. So it's it's even – it's even – See le- more butts. It's even, le- it's even less than that or people duplicating their names or whatever and not, hadn't really played the game. There's no way for really, really prove that. Um, I will say that I appreciate that they raise money for charity, but this seems to be – uh, a crutch for a lot of people because um, I talk about people being entitled and basically, you know, not respecting the, the the artistic process and I stand by that 100%. And just because you raise money for something and that's awesome and I appreciate that doesn't make you any less entitled. Right. That's all I'm going to say I think there's that. also a really, really huge difference between someone that says, walks up to Colin Moriarty and says, Colin, you know what? I really didn't like the ending to Mass Effect 3. It was really disappointing. And that's it. That's your opinion. You're totally you. What you are entitled to is your opinion on things because we all feel certain ways. But that's when when you when you're like, I think that I think they should go and change the ending. That's straight up, I don't think that's ever happened before. Like people don't release movies except for in director's cuts. I guess mm-hmm. so that's a terrible example. I, and I just totally undermined my example. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's like you know, you know, people just don't go back and totally change endings. It's yeah. just not really what you do. No. They had an ending. No, and that's and, it. And, well, if you didn't like it, too bad. Now here's the interesting thing to that threat is what I would like to hear Colin talk about is when this went up and, pe- and we're, this became this topic of conversation. People responded back to me on Twitter and I think to you a few times, Colin. What is this 
this mean to a review? I personally, speaking as Greg, have knocked games for like, I didn't like the story here. I didn't like that it doesn't come together at the end and stuff like that. Is that opinion justified? Is that, am I being a hypocrite if by saying that, or would any of us be being a hypocrite by saying this, you know, Petition stuff is weird, not a place. But if we were to knock the game for it, would that have been weird? No, you're you're critiquing a product. So to me, our jobs are to critique products and give our opinions on them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in order for people to make informed choices about their purchases. So in a review, if the story, in our opinion, and to the best of our knowledge, takes a really bad turn or it doesn't properly conclude, that is totally your opinion. I think it's, it's, it's a fine place in the review. In the review, you're not saying, and now I will happily ask that Bioware gotcha. go back and change the ending. No, you're just saying this product, which is now finished, has an ending which I did not like. Yeah, right? yeah, it's exactly... So, so that's all it is. Uh, there's, like so many pro- there's just so many problems, like... You know, first of all, I want to address a few things if I can. Let's address a few things, Colin. Let's get it all one fucking the, out. One thing is that I'm I'm happy with the video. I'm proud of it. Damon shot it, and I thought it was really good. And I, I said what I you know said, and maybe it was a little, uh, colony. Sar- yeah, okay, colony. Right? Yeah, it had a little colony. I mean, you're you're listening to the show. You know how Colin talks and stuff, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. obviously he was amped up a little bit there in yeah. the video. So to, to me, one of the things that I knew that the video, what I said in the video was right, is that people, you know, look to it, you know, personally attack you, which is fine. I mean, I've been personally attacked a lot and that's uh, over many other things. That's totally fine. I don't really give a shit. But, you know, when they start saying, like, they start like pulling things that you say out and trying to like misquote you and make you look like you're stupid. My favorite part was when I say, um, you know, I was talking about the, vi- the f- fictional vision, the artistic vision of Drew Carpishan. Drew Carpishan didn't work on Mass Effect 3. But I said, you know, so it's it's not Drew Carpishan's vision or the writers that came on for Mass Effect 3. That's like exactly what I said. Yeah. But every, a lot of people just, for some reason, after I said Drew Carpishan and just write like the second before I said the next piece, like, oh, you fucking idiot. Drew Carpishan didn't write Mass Effect. There's even like a JPEG going around of, of, of me saying that Drew Carpishan wrote Mass Effect. When the, literally the second half of the sentence is or the writers that came on to write Mass Effect 3. So that was like one thing where I was like, uh, I'm like, I'm winning. That's, that's, that's kind of like one thing because it's like you can't substant- you know bring anything of substance out that like you're just basically misquoting me. Okay, so that's cool. But but but, but beyond that, if I may, no, no, beyond, 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 is is that I'm really concerned about a few things that people have been saying, trying to justify the way they feel, and a few of them, you know, one of them is that Bethesda went out and changed fall, went back and changed Fallout Three's ending. And that's a totally mis- a, a mischaracterization of what, what Bethesda did. Bethesda didn't change the ending of Fallout 3 because of what happened at the end of Fallout 3. They changed it because you couldn't play the DLC after you beat the game. That's why they changed the ending. So that you can continue to play their game. So you buy the DLC and if you don't have a save, you don't have to play the whole fucking game again. Because when people downloaded Operation Anchorage and they realized they didn't have a save to use, that really upset people. That's why they changed the ending of the game. So stop. people need to stop using like dubious basically examples of, of other you know studios changing their game. That's fine. That's number one. And number two, what really frustrates me is that people really do believe that they have ownership over this game. You didn't write it. It's not your game. But what's, to be, it, what's to be said for the fact that you made your character and you made those choices and that you built your shepherd the, to the point of when I, you know, I played this weekend or this week and I was, I got to a part and was talking to Christine about it and we had completely different experiences. You know what I mean? We had to backtrack to explain how we got to that point. I respect that. But then do you own a choose your own adventure book? You know, like, like seriously, it's like no matter like which permutation you took through the game, and I'm sure that there are many. Yeah, all those permutations they are were, still written. They were written by someone. Mm-hmm. Like they mm-hmm. were written. They are a fictional vision of someone. I understand in hindsight why people might be upset with the ending of, of Mass Effect, but to insinuate that it ruins the entire experience of the game or the trilogy is 
ridiculous. Mass Effect, the Mass Effect trilogy is the most ambitious project ever in gaming, in my opinion. From from the first game through the second game into the third game. And people really need to appreciate that. Like, Bioware might not have gotten it perfect, and they didn't because I didn't give it, you know, I gave it a 9.5 and I gave Mass Effect 2 a 9.5. But they have to understand that this is super ambitious and su- considering what they did, amazingly well executed. Because you could imagine a, a, a moment where when after Mass Effect came out and Bioware's like, you know, we really can't do this. Like, this is too hard. You yeah. Know? And they didn't do that. And I understand that people wanted more choice and that there are plot holes. There are plot holes in everything. You know, every piece of fiction that I've ever read, every piece of fiction I've ever watched or played, there are plot holes in them. Yep. And and to, to insinuate that the, the ending does makes the, the rest of the game bad is just ridiculous. It's to it's me just, it's outrageous. Coming out of it, right? Like I understand what people's problems are with the endings, and you know, getting it and seeing it. it, it for me, what it took is I finished my game and I was like, I don't understand that wasn't that bad. And then I went and watched all the other endings on IGN. And I was like, oh, okay, now I see why people are bent out of shape. And I think I went and read. Uh, I think it was I talked to you this morning about this game front or gamer front, one of the two. They had like the five reasons, you know. This is the five problems with the Mass Effect ending. You know what I mean? Plot holes is one of them. But then one of the things I think people were missing, at least for me, is when I'm out there and I'm dealing with my former squad mates or people I run into, their storyline, their quest line ending, and then pretty much saying, you know, well, you know, fuck the Reapers. We're with you. You know what I mean? Or whatever ends up happening with their quest line. That was their mini ending. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't expect to finish the game and then have, like, a Metal Gear 45-minute cutscene explaining what... You know what I mean? I felt like I left people in certain places, but then the actions of the ending, I understand people want more on what happened after what, I, what happens. So, yeah. I'm Very just, hard to I gotta say, as someone, as someone that doesn't, hasn't even played the game yet, I'm just really kind of sad that... I've, I kind of, I almost feel like the ending has been spoiled for me. What, like, what did I because, say? Not you okay. at all. <laughs> like I'm, I tried no, so hard. No, no, you're fine. Okay. What I'm talking about is like now I have all these things in my head of like preconceptions and different opinions already battling. Yeah, like yeah. The ultimate best way to get go into a game, a movie, music, art, anything mm. is without any knowledge at all. Because you are you are then in essence a blank slate, and you can take on whatever experiences you have. So now I like I'm going in, and part of my brain, part of my brain is like you might not like this ending because so many people didn't like it. And the other part of my brain, the like resistant part that doesn't like to conform, is like, you know, f- we're really gonna like this ending. We're gonna try really hard to like it, and then I'm not gonna be able to have like a natural yeah. reaction to this. It reminds me a lot. Like, it pisses I, me off. We talk about this with, uh, or I talk about it with Uncharted, right? Is that I got Uncharted, played it, and beat it, thought it was amazing, gave it to other people to play, and didn't tell them what I thought of it, and they yeah. came back and told me it was amazing. It's exactly back to the 10. same thing. And then once I gave it a ten, and other people played it, they came back and like it's good. It's not a ten now. And that was like this now this you know whole chipping thing. Colin beat it, beat Mass Effect three at his desk. Had it, you know, beat it, put his headphones on, like, how was he? And he's like, it was great. You know what I mean? And so now it's one of these things, like, exactly. Like, last night I was playing through the final battles, and I was just like, all right, cool. I just, I just want to go. I want to see what's happening. You know what I mean? And when, then when it starts happening, I'm like, is this the part people are been shape about? Is this it? And then yeah. you, you, you know. It's totally, you, you're totally, you're, it's, I don't want to say tainted, but like, you're tainted. Part, part of your, part of your brain, part, you have already been set up for something. Whether it's disappointment or you know enjoyment, it's like sort of like you're you've already almost made up your mind. Well, this doesn't this come back to kind of the inherent problem with this though, which is, and this is kind of what bothers me in a whole other way about in terms of what you're saying is that a group of very entitled people have not only basically ruined the game for other people that haven't played it yet, or attempted to change people's minds when they were totally satisfied with the game, but like you said, you know. <laughs> 
what about the people that beat the game? There are literally millions of people that are going to play this game that have no idea that this 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 hoopla even exists. Yeah, yeah. because the ending's really not that bad. It really isn't. In fact, I like Again, it quite a lot. And that and that's yeah. the thing, real quick to point out. I don't think the ending is bad. Like it's like you know, fucking stick figures walking through. But when you sit down and you run through all the endings, and then you look at people's arguments against it, I can be like, oh, I totally see why they have these problems. But it, to me, it's like you know. So what 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 bothers me in terms of what Clements is saying is so like a super small group of people, like a really minute amount of people, that are very loud, uh, and that's fine. Uh, want to change the ending or want Bioware to change the ending. So they are so entitled. They are so entitled that they want to change the ending whether or not you liked it or not. You know? Right. They just want something else. Yeah. They, it doesn't matter that I liked it. It doesn't matter that Greg might have liked it okay and that he doesn't really care. He might have he wanted more. But but they want a new ending. They want the plot holes fixed. Regardless of if you were totally satisfied with yeah. that or not. I can't think... I couldn't even name off the amount of things that have ended where I was like, that sucks. What about you know? this email from David at beyond.ign.com? He lets you off the hook. First, I completely respect Colin's stance on ME3's non-controversy. And the video is well done. But if I may play devil's advocate... Greg! How can you lay claims about gamers' entitlement after your nerd rage you caused or perhaps spearheaded regarding Infamous 2 and Cole's redesign? I, you know, I thought about this, and this is uh, – before you even answer it, I'm going to tell you that that's totally, that's totally different. Okay. Because you didn't – it's not – what people don't understand, and maybe the nuance wasn't there in the video enough. It, it's one of those things I, – I know what you're saying, and I'll let you get back on it. Uh, totally that we're losing a lot of nuance here. You – listener are 110% allowed to not like the Mass Effect ending. We are not here saying the Mass Effect ending was awesome, fuck these kids in their petition. The argument here was that Casey Hudson was getting like fucking, fuck you man, this game sucks and blah blah blah. It's like from his biggest supporters all of a sudden. They were turning on them because they didn't like the final decision. You know what I mean? Th th that's exactly what I was saying. It's like, it's a matter of, you can disagree with everything. I, how many things do I disagree with on this show? We all disagree with a million mm -hmm. things. I say, mm -hmm. I say things all the time. I would never personally attack Someone or the, the their you know whether or not I like their fiction I wouldn't attack them personally I wouldn't ask them to change it you yeah. know because when I, I think about you know I'm I'm a writer if I were to write a piece of fiction first of all I think Bioware's handled it exceptionally well because if I had that hoopla I would have I would have been like fuck you guys you know like <laughs> I, I, his middle finger. you know I, I would have been like you you guys can go fuck off like we you guys are gonna pay us off like this at, you know and give us this kind of treatment after we gave you guys this experience whether or not you like it or not like why don't you respect that that's the way it is. You know, and, and you, you can disagree with it all you want. Write all you want on the forums. Do all this thing. Don't petition us to change it. It's my vision. You're, you know? And the thing, dude, the thing that burns me up about this whole thing, again, not about having, you know, respectfully writing in or tweeting or saying something on social about like, man, I really didn't like the ending. This, you know, this is really disappointing. But the fact that these, these sort of entitled feelings there are being thrown at a team that has probably, and I can guarantee it like 99%, sacrifice so much of their lives for this project you know like imagine these developers that maybe even some of them have been on since mass effect one or came on a two or came on a three or whatever the developers you know sweat blood and tears they in order to get blood. they sweat blood and tears in order to get these projects done i don't, and then I don't these think people kids, understand that man. these kids or adults you know straight up it's not just children it's like the adults feel you know get, react sadder. this way too which yeah. is even sadder and they're like you know oh man i just played this game for enjoyment and i'm so angry blah 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 and it's like these people like worked so hard it's one of those things we're, we're so watching we're walking a fine line here because in a in a microcosm right it's how we feel when we write anything for ign 
You write you write a story, you break news. Like I put up this thing about the Walking Dead details yesterday, and I was like, yes, you know, we were the first to have this. And the first comments like from Greg sucks, and it was something offensive about me. You know what I mean? It's like, well, fuck, dude, I was just trying to do that. But for me, it's like I'm gonna write four more stories before the end of the day or whatever. You know what I mean? I'm gonna well, I'm gonna make Colin write four more stories, but I'll eventually get my byline <laughs> on something. And you know, I I get to go again, whereas these guys did work on Mass Effect forever, and so they get their finale out, and then yeah, it's not even. I I I respectfully don't like your ending. Which is like what we usually do in reviews, yeah. I'd like to think. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Can't you just say that? Like, I'm really disappointed. Why didn't you answer X, Y, and Z? Please at least tell us what happened. Yeah. Or, you know, like, or do something like, or just say, we're leaving it up to your imagination. Like, why do you need, first of all, why do you want all the answers? I mean, there's almost something fun about leaving something to the imagination. But beyond that, yeah. something I was going to say, Greg, and I thought you were going to bring up is... Well, is I, you, I'm still probably getting there. Go ahead. Well, just, I, I was thinking about something like Amy, like, which Amy. I recently reviewed. Amy sucks. Amy's like ter- a terrible game. But I didn't go like these incompetent fools at this developer can't make shit and they suck. You know, that's how I said. I'm like, your game sucks. You know, yeah, that's it. Your game sucks. I didn't like go and, and attack them. I I'd certainly encourage people not to buy the game because I respect the consumer enough to say, like, don't waste your money on this game. It sucks. Right. Yeah. But there's a difference between criticism and there's a difference between really making it personal and attacking someone's vision, uh, whether or not you like it or not. There's just got to be a fine line between that. And, and to, to, the, to the point on Infamous, if I may, real sure. quick, in terms of Cole, uh, you know, when, you, when we talked a lot about, you know, Cole and stuff like that. To me, that's just totally different for many reasons. A, because we didn't go like, Nate Fox, you... You asshole. Yeah, what did you, you ever see you know, the tweet at Sucker Punch Prod and be like, fuck you guys. This is stupid, you assholes. And and they were basically, I mean, it's just different. It was a character design, and we were basically saying, like, it's the same character, so why is he different? That was that was basically, yeah. why is we, he, I wrote why about is he it, I did a thing, I wrote about it, obviously, uh, in my thing when I was breaking out that Game Informer cover, and I said, is he a douche or whatever, and I pointed out all these differences. We talked about it and beyond. But there was no call to action. There was no petition from us. It was one of those things where, regardless of if they changed that character or not, we were going to play that game. It yeah, wasn't it was, like, was I'm, be fucking, just as good as I'm was. fucking done with Infamous. I'm fucking done with Sucker Punch. That wasn't the response we gave out. And I think that's the difference here. And it, again, like I think we're making it pretty clear. To- we all have opinions. We want you to have opinions. You should have opinions about game. But presenting them, out, like you know, it was pretty much our comment threads on things where you have a couple good, smart people saying stuff, and then a bunch of a, sm- a vocal minority there to ruin it for everybody and like scream and piss and moan and stuff. Yeah, and that's why I keep calling out that game for an article because the gamer for an article was. And I, I'm sorry if I'm screwing that up. Game for an. I'll check before we get off the air. Uh, it was well written. It laid out logically what the things was, and it wasn't saying. There's this plot hole. Fuck you, Bioware. It was like, there's this is all getting spun out of control because there's the minority who's making a bigger deal about it, making it seem like a huge fucking thing. Yeah, and I mean, and, and the second side of the coin before we, because we haven't even gotten to it. The second, the second, <laughs> we yeah. haven't even gotten off the main side of the coin <laughs> because, because we, we, we talk all about the ending, which is one ridiculous aspect of like one totally outrageous aspect of this. The, the the other outrageous aspect of it is how upset everyone was about From Ashes DLC. Like, mm. why? Didn't they do that with Zaid too? Though Zaid yeah. and Mass Effect Two, I thought was yeah, day he one was DLC. on and he was on the disc. I mean, like, like uh, you know, those characters are on the disc. Like, you know, Casey Hudson explained like that. Those assets need to be on the disc. There's just uh, a way we go about doing things. But why are people so upset about DLC? Why? Why, why are people so upset about that? They think they should get it right away. Exactly. I wonder why that is. Mm. Because they're entitled. That's why that is. I mean, you get the game without it, right? You don't need it. It's not like no, it's you don't a crucial need it. In fact, I be, you know, for the sanctity of the review, I didn't use it because not everyone's gonna be able to play. I didn't play the DLC. The, yeah. the game was still awesome without it. And I the, played it. And I, I mean, I liked it, but I don't think it added much. It, it was just another mission. Yeah, it's it's cool. I, I and I respect that, you know that people want more game, but you're not entitled to it. 
and, and people just need to kind of come to grips with that. You're not entitled to anything. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't want to buy Bioware's next game because you're upset about this, then that's what I kept saying to people on Twitter. Like, well, well what should we do? You said to respond properly. I'm like, go write a well-worded letter to the community manager at Bioware. Go write on their forum a well-written post. Again, or better yet, welcome speak to with your wallet. Mm-hmm. You know? You don't and, like the DLC, don't buy it. And here's here's what I'm confused by. Someone that's like, DLC, this is a fucking ripoff. It's like so you if you're if you're if you're lucky enough to actually be educated on like what what's DLC, what comes packaged in, then like you know, like, okay, you're spending this amount of money on this content. There is other content available too, in which right. you can spend money on, just like a sequel, just like a third game in the series, just like any other game. There are separate pieces of content. This is the exact same thing. It's just packaged differently. Just because it has Mass Effect in the name, they think they also should own that. It's one of those things. But it's like it's a different game, basically. Every piece of DLC is like a separate product you're buying. Yeah, and, so, and, and that's nobody all there freaks is out to about it. the collector's edition, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I could pay twenty bucks extra and get X, Y, and Z. What the but hell? No, that should paying, be included in the regular edition. You're paying money. For it, it's like that's what. They, yeah, like no one is like a collector's edition that's a hundred dollars. I should get all that stuff for free. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, that's exactly it. And you know, I want to say again because we, we keep saying, you know, this this is a vocal minority. Most gamers are not this completely ignorant about game economics. I mean, I, I'm just gonna say, like, come out straight out and say it. Most gamers totally understand that developers and publishers are businesses, just like any other business. They want to make money. They need to make a profit. A lot of them have shareholders. They have to please or whatever. And money must be made. There's a small, loud group of entitled people that think that developers shouldn't make any money or that they're too rich because John Riccatello or whatever EA makes $6 million a year. The entire company is therefore evil. Even though CEOs should be well-paid, their jobs are difficult, and they obviously got there for a reason. Yeah, just golf. So, you know, it's just – it comes back to this – This, you know, it's a, like I said before, it's endemic in society in general, and it's actually ingraining itself in our, in our, in, in our industry. And whether or not people want to try to dispel it or not as being like it's, it's not a sense of entitlement and it's fan service and all this thing, whatever – you know, I, I totally disagree. I don't think it's, you know, wrapping itself around the industry right now. I think it's growing pains. I think, like we just said about the collector's edition, right? That that's nobody says that because they're used to that. No one's, you know, used to the fact that this game comes out and on that same day there's this DLC. You know, what I mean, there's these things right now that you have to get used to and change to. Just like online passes, right? Like originally that was even a bigger issue. People talked about online passes all the time. Remember when EA and THQ announced they were going to do that? It was like, oh my fucking god! Yeah, really? When I crazy? defended them, yeah, I know. From yeah. day one, because I said I, I understood that the, biz, the the business reality of having yeah, yeah, an online I, pass. I know, I know. And now people are getting used to that. I think it's the same way here. Once every big game is doing that, they'll be fine. You know what I mean? It's just right now. You figure Batman had a little bit of a hullabaloo, right? Not even, but a kick up of dust because Catwoman was day one DLC, but you got it for free because it was in the game. That's what people are used to now. Right now they're used to the online pass method of I'm getting rewarded for buying this day and date. So Mass Effect comes out day and date and you don't get that content and people are freaking out about that. All this is, I think, is people growing and I can't, it's one of those things where you, you know, you're t- talking about these entitled gamers and all this and stuff. It's one of those things I don't like throwing that at the, at anyone yet, unless there is some kid who's like really super, like, oh, I fucking deserve everything, because it's just growing up and learning about what's happening. And not even growing up because you're a child, just growing up on how this works. You know what I mean? Same thing we're doing with used games right now. I used to buy used when I was out outside of IGN. You know what I mean? I didn't. You don't think about it that way because you're not educated on it yet. You know what I mean? Now that you're getting, we're getting there, and you, uh, we've seen studios be closed. We've seen Heavy Rain talk about the fact that they sold what was it, two, two million, million, but the three million people have trophies. It's like it starts to click in your head how this is working and what's happening. I don't think, I don't think it's en- endemic in the way that people are doing it because they're just like this is what it is. I think it's just the way it's always been. You know, think about when things change at work. Things change at IGN all the time. 
if tomorrow Casey was like, we're eliminating first person reviews, we'd all fucking rebel. But then we'd st- we'd eventually stick around and get used to it, and we go back. We wouldn't think about it anymore. A month, you know, six months from now, we'd just be doing what we're doing. People people don't like change. To be fair, I mean, it's but it, there's there are definitely a lot of different ways to react to change. There's very polite, respectful ways, honorable ways to react to change and to be disappointed by something. And see that that's the thing too. Those are the ways that get noticed and things happen. And there's yeah. a process to it. Getting mad and yelling obscenities at Casey Hudson or whoever from Bioware on the Twitter feed is only going to make them emboldened in not doing what you want. Yeah, the fact that the fact that they got that kind of response, and like I said, still like just holding their heads up high and actually being like cool about it, is yeah. I think a, a testament to their character. Yeah, because I'd be really pissed if I dumped. I'm what sure. Is, what I'm is sure they are. What is essentially eight years of my life into yeah. this trilogy? I mean, you, you, know? you guys. I mean, for, for by the way, I think it's important for us to continue to note. That I, I I know that some people get upset and they act like they maybe shouldn't and everybody does that right yeah. so I'm not saying that all these all these reactions these these people these gamers are having are like some unforgivable sin uh, we're just trying to encourage you to act differently to to act a little more responsibly about it right yeah it's understandable uh, I, I, I honestly doubt it's even that many of our yeah. listeners it's, and it's, yeah. it's I'm, sure, I'm sure it's not and 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 you know personally. It's just a twofold problem in in my opinion at the end of the day like it, it's about. The justification and the ramification of, of what has happened. When you think about something like the day one DLC, like From Ashes, what I challenge anyone to do, and write it up beyond at IGN.com if you can somehow justify this to me, is because a piece of content from Mass Effect 3 is done, but not bundled it in the game, I want you to explain to me why you have the right to play it. I just want you to explain it to me. I just, I really honestly want you to explain it to me. They gave you this 30 to 35 hour game, but let's say Mass Effect 3 is 10 hours game. Let's say Mass Effect 3 is five hours long. Damn, right. son. Let's all say, right. let's say 75% of it is DLC. Paid? I want you to explain to me, and it was all done and it's all released day one. I want you to explain to me why you deserve to play it. Because it's not your game and it's not your product. Well, in that sense, I'd be more upset that like... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're upset. <laughs> no, I'm saying, I'm saying, I understand why people would be upset about yeah, that. Yeah. What I want them to tell me is why they have the right okay. to okay. play it. That's right. all I want to know. Right. Hopefully. Because, because there is no justification for it. But of course, the ramification of, of this kind of behavior, if it starts to spread and people start to become emboldened by it and it starts to become more prevalent, is that you're just going to see the destruction of creativity. And you're going to see the destruction of capital that is necessary to create games. Like I said in the video, and I've said on this, on this podcast many times, games are cheaper. I'm going to say that again. Games are cheaper right now than they've ever been. Ever. It's called inflation. And games are not only a little cheaper, but much cheaper than mm-hmm. they've ever been. Now, I want people to understand that that there's no excuse. I understand that not everyone has 60 bucks. I'm, I certainly am not rolling in money. You, yeah. know, you can't afford to buy yeah, every yeah. game you want. It's fine if I you can't th- afford I something. I get that. I get totally. that. But, but just because that might be the reality in your life doesn't mean that games are too expensive. And doesn't mean you have the right, no matter what you have or what money you want to contribute, to play it. That is where the entitlement issue comes in. People must make money to continue to play games or to make games and to play games, of course. Yeah. And it's not to say that every game deserves to make money. It's, it's to say that let the system and the market work itself out. If you are really, really honest to God that mad about this, then let EA and Bioware know with your wallet. Don't buy the DLC. Don't buy EA's next game. Don't buy Bioware's next game. That's it. That's all you have to do if you are really that upset about it. But you're not that upset about it, I think most of you. Even the people that, that pretend to be upset about it aren't that upset about it. If another Mass Effect game is out, you will buy it. 
Even, I and, mean, think about it right now. Think about it if they put out the single-player DLC that Casey Hudson's talked about is alternate endings or is just what happens after whatever happens. People are going to buy that. But, I get, you know what I mean? Like, it, then you're you're giving into the system you don't like. I mean, it's, it's, it's confusing. It, 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 it's it, really it, confusing. Dude, that's, that's the end result, and that's something I talked to a few people on Twitter is that, okay, you resent Bioware and EA. They make too much money, and you think they're greedy. And you don't like the ending of their game. These are two different issues. But you're willing to pay them more money to make another ending. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, that's basically what Greg said, and that's, and that's true. But at the end of the day, it comes down to this, to me. I think we've come down to the end of the day a few times in yeah, this conversation now. The day is ending. It's like, it's like five, six days we've come to the end. Of yeah. <laughs> six days in Fallujah. Bioware is going to continue to make games. Yeah. And like I said, you want to support them or not? That's cool. Do your thing. Yeah. Understand the business realities of game creation. Understand that these people need to make money. Understand that they have families and, and, and obligations to live up to. But also understand that if Bioware bends on this, and I really hope they don't, I really hope they don't, understand that it sets a disastrous, disastrous precedent for fiction writing in the gaming industry. Understand that. Understand that no matter how angry you are at Mass Effect's ending and how slighted or ripped off you might feel, falsely so in my opinion, you will. this will blow up into a disaster for See, other people that write fiction because now the precedent will be set just like any other precedent that if you whine enough about something that isn't even yours that you could change it and as of someone who you know as someone who enjoys good fiction in gaming that scares the shit out of me because if i was a writer of fiction in the gaming industry that would annoy me and i am sure that there are other writers in fiction and i heard from developers and i heard from other journalists that are totally with me on this yeah you, you heard know? from gary witt today on up, the up at noon recording that'll be on monday he talks about his thoughts on it and the thing about it i mean is you're hitting the nail on the head right even when i saw the other endings and it finished up and i was like okay that's the end of the game and that's how it all wraps up my initial thought wasn't, man, now I want I want a different ending. I want to replay the ending and get something else. You know what I mean? My thought was, it's been an awesome ride. This is kind of a weird thing, and that's the end of it. You know what I mean? Like, it was done. It right. wasn't that now I wanted to go online and demand something else and see this else. Because that's so – to me, that's half-hearted, right? Like, I wasn't thrilled with the uh, infamous two evil ending. You know what I mean? Like, it was fine, but, like, I felt like it was kind of flat when everything happened. And so, but I wasn't like, man, now if Sucker Punch was to say, here's a DLC that's the new ending, I'd be like, well, which is the real ending? Why are you doing this? Why aren't you committed yeah. to what you did? Blah, yeah, exactly. Blah, blah. And I don't think Bioware will bend. I just hope no, they I hope don't. They don't. I, don't think yeah. they, I don't think they don't either, because honestly, let's say, let's do a hypothetical. Oh, I love these. All right. Getting the time machine of hypotheticals. Uh, three months from now, Casey Hudson's like, all right. We screwed here's, up. <laughs> here's the DLC, and it's the real ending. Oh, hold on one second. I feel like did you guys? Yeah, just everything feel just like dropped you, out. Uh, dropped out. Yeah. One second. Are we still recording? Beyond? Yeah, it looks like we are. What do we? What are the headphones are dead though. Colin, can you, can you still talk? Yeah. Yeah, we're still getting level. I can still talk. This doesn't stop me. Well, from that's talking. it's everybody. It's not going to be just you, Mike. It would oh, be God. something at the soundboard that oh, happened. God. Right. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! You think you think it's the light? You think the light cycling? Oh my gosh! The light cycling. I mean, I hear it through the microphone still. Hold on. Or through the headphones. Oh, you do? Like, I heard a, a tap on your... Like, I, I hear, hear that too. That's weird. Yeah, that's just... But I can hear that. I, I, I'm hearing that through my headphones. Yeah, I'm hearing that through what my headphones What the hell? Too. What is happening? I don't, I don't know. know. I think you're still recording, though, so... No, we are. And we just confused the hell out of those people. All right, whatever. You want to just keep going? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up, though. That's weird. All right. Uh, is it even worth it? All right, I'll tell my story. All right, so three months from now, Casey Hudson's like, all right, here we go. Here's the real ending. 
And even if that happened and it's like the ending you could have always dreamed of, wouldn't in the back of your mind you're like, what was that other ending then? Like, is that, wasn't that the real ending because that's what was created first? Like, what's this? Is this like the fake Matrix illusion, like to satisfy the masses, you know? Does that really feel genuine? To me, that real ending would feel even worse, even, even just like, you know, false compared to what was originally created. And I think it just it worsens the whole thing. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I will say, to, to wrap it up, is that games should be patched and fixed if they're broken. Mm-hmm. Games shouldn't be passion fixed if they're not. You know what I mean? And a story does not break a game. Mm-hmm. Bad gameplay, like Bayonetta running at like five frames a second, for instance, on PS3, that's broken. Skyrim being unplayable on PS3, that's broken. Fallout New Vegas, all those bugs I ran into, that's broken. Those things should be fixed. Not the fiction, not the lore. Let's mm. get away from that. Let's not go down. Let's please not. Let's not go down that road. That's a really, that's a road fraught with danger, Greg. Yeah. Just like with the, like you're going through the woods and there's wolves. If you want people to tell unique stories in the industry and have winners and, and losers, then let them tell their stories and don't scare them before they even start. Yeah, that's the precedent you're talking about. Yeah. Is making people, yeah, worried about what they think their ending would be and how people are going to react. And then it's even more prog- or even more uh, time with focus testers. And, like, how do they react to this? And then what do we have to do to delay the game? And yada, exactly. Yada. And I applaud Drew Carbishan and his team that came in for ME3 and all the guys that worked on the writing and stuff. I applaud you guys. I think I think it's a feat of game in, in the gaming industry that will be remembered for a very long time and will certainly be repeated at some point mm, mm. and maybe perfected. Okay. Mm. We've been going a long time. It's a long, it's uh, a, we only just 55 minutes. A lot, of, a lot of food for thought in this podcast. I like it. 55. Jonathan writes into beyond at IGN.com just like you can to be part of the show. Hey guys, love Hi. the podcast. Got two questions. The release date for Diablo 3 was announced today. What is it? I forget. May 15th. May 15th. PS3 two months exclusive. from now. Are you guys going to buy it on PC or see if a PS3 version gets released? I won't play it on PC, but I assume console versions will be released at some point. I plan on uh, yeah. buying a not, PC. Not anytime soon. I plan on buying a PC for SimCity, so I need to start looking into that. So maybe I'll Won't SimCity be on console? I, I don't know. I, I, I doubt it. I mean, but Really? I doubt it. Every SimCity you on consoles can, is sucked asshole. So can, no, I, yeah, I don't even on. want to try. I don't even want it. I remember when I got all excited and bought it for PS1. I was like, this is an abomination. You could build a PC. SimCity is a Maxis game, right? It's going to be published by EA. I'm an adult. Right? Yeah. What PC... What... PC only EA games are there today. Well, I don't know, but SimCity is established. I don't know. I, I hope it doesn't. I'm just, I mean, it's an honest question. Like, I, don't, I mean, I, well, you're asking Greg Miller. I don't, I don't fucking know. It'll be yeah. on PS3 and 360, yeah, right. and probably Vita and probably 3DS. And some, it won't be the same. It won't be the same. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. And then uh, also, you guys think I should look at the collector's edition at release? Uh, for Diablo? Yeah. I think the collector's edition looks really awesome. Here's the problem that Charles and I were trying to wrap our heads around like earlier it. today. Problems. Uh, the problem is, is that they will, if you buy a digital copy, you'll be able to play like minute one on midnight of yeah. launch or w- yeah, whenever the servers go live. Whereas the collector's edition, I believe you'll just have to wait until your package shows up. And I don't think they're being shipped early unless I'm mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's up to you. I think the collector's edition looks really tantalizing, very Ooh. nice and sexy, but, uh, I'm probably just going to straight up get both. <laughs> I really will. I'll probably, I'll probably... You know, like this month, I'll order the collector's edition, so I have a pre-ordered, guaranteed away. And then my next pay period that I get, I will buy the digital copy and get ready. Gotcha. Alex writes into beyond.ign.com. He says, quick fire questions. Yeah. one. If you yes. could play one Final Fantasy game ever again, would it be Final Fantasy VII or Dissidia? You can like, only play like, one Final Fantasy forever. I, I, I'm confused. It's, it doesn't mean that if I can... you could only play one Final Fantasy game ever again, 
Would it be Final Fantasy VII or Obsidian? So I can only play one of for the, the two rest here. of my life. For the re- yeah, you're gonna yeah yeah seven. Okay, I think. Greg, with IGN's relatively new, new start channel, is there any possibility we could see some Beyond content on it, even if it's a one-off segment or appearance on Up at Noon? Well, Colin Moriarty makes his first Up at Noon appearance this upcoming uh, Monday. Yes. Talking to Inafune. Mm-hmm. So you got that going. Uh, Beyond in general, I don't know. Beyond's an IGN property. and I mean, start is too, but like, there's all this stuff. You know, like We're trying to make the start channel different than what you find on IGN. So I'd rather make more Beyond video content on IGN than go somewhere else. But Clements never wants to. What? Colin, how do you feel about all the negative... Oh, we already answered this one. It's about the ME3 stuff. We talked a lot about it. Yeah. But then uh, Alex here says, personally, I stand with you on the issue. Good. So a lot of go. people do. That was, the, that was the surprising thing is that the videos have like a lot of hate on them and on YouTube and on IGN. But the, the, the amount of tweets I got, I got hundreds and hundreds of tweets about it were overwhelmingly 95% positive. Did you get a good boost in followers? I did. Hey, a Greg. substantial boost. Yeah. Uh, I have another piece of mail that I want to read during the mail. Like maybe 800? No way. New ones? Okay, go. Um, a uh, Beyond fan Beyond. named Scott S. I don't want to give his full name. You think it's Scott Lowe? It's not Scott Lowe. Is Scott it, S. Is it, uh, is it Sin? It's not Sin. Scott Sid. <laughs> Scott S. Uh, sent me a care package, and it was Duh. very, very nice. It was a thank you card uh, and also a Japanese version of the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya video game for PS3. So that's basically my favorite anime, one of the stor- sources for my left arm tattoo. Whoa. Uh, he sent, like, the PS3 game for that from that anime. And sent me a card that basically said that he has been a Beyond listener for about four years. And uh, all of us together have uh, always given him a lot of laughs. And it was uh, just a thank you gift. Now, I want to say, incredibly thoughtful gift. Super appreciated. Uh, and Scott, so thank you very much. And with that said, I still openly and very much strictly encourage all of you not to send me gifts. Cause don't send us anything. I'm, I, I don't Please. send it. Don't never feel free. Don't, or sorry, never feel obligated or even encouraged to send us things. We, we are doing this for you guys. This is our pleasure, also our job. This is why we are here. Uh, and it, it actually it, it just makes me feel more comfortable to know that I'm I'm giving you this content and I don't get anything in return. We should be sending you gifts. Well, you get yes. money, not from. I mean, you get a paycheck from IGN.com. Right. Yes. So please. So Scott. So by the way, this is in no way me saying you know fuck you, dude, because you are awesome and I appreciate. You're, you're an entitled podcast the, host. I appreciate the uh, the kind gift, but um, please, guys, no more no more gifts. No matter how cool it seems, no more gifts. Ryan Clark writes in. He says, Colin, mm. how did your friendsless shakeup ultimately turn out? Did you achieve what you had hoped? Colin, uh, uh, brief the kids if they don't know what you did a while back. Oh, I, I uh, had like a little, I don't know, contest, I guess. I, I, get, I basically wanted to get as many higher level people that are much more active on, on uh, PSN on my list. So I, I made the level cap 12. Um, kept it at, I think, seven or ten days uh, in activity, but no one even goes remotely that long on my list now, which is cool. Um, also, I noticed we got that email like 7,000 times. Yeah, Ryan Clark, yeah, I, 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 gave you, I gave you some love here. People who spam the Beyond inbox usually don't get in, but it is an innocuous question. He wasn't being a dick about it. No, I just don't understand why we're getting it so much. We get it like well, every it's, I think it's him. I think he keeps sending really? it. Because it's like the a... same wording. Yep. Yeah, right. I think, and it also happened with the previous question of his. Ryan Clark sent in probably like ten every week. Like All right, Ryan Clark, every... you're officially banned from the Beyond no, at IGN.com no, 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 no. list. No, Sorry, no. banned. No, no reason to spam the mailbox though. Nope, it's over. You're banned. Don't even try now. Don't even. Don't even spam your apology now. I won't want to hear it at all, and I will freaking not be happy. Come on, Greg. No, it's over. Be nice. Final question of the week comes from Nick. 
Last night, this isn't even a question, I guess. This is more of me just friggin' pimping my shit, sorry. This is from Nick. Last night I watched the episode six of The Tester Season 3. As much as I love the show, the biggest highlight for me had to have been when the preview for the next week's episode featuring Greg Miller absolutely grilling the contestants as a guest judge on the panel. Could they have picked a more appropriate clip with him shouting, do you think you're cocky to a fault? <laughs> yeah, I'm on the test for season three next week. Again, or another week without a test for interview because uh, this time we had to move something else, but we're still doing them. Don't worry. We'll, have, we'll get them all out for you. So when here. is your episode on? My and Tuesday, PSN Update. Episode I'm seven. Excited. We should all, we still we still all watch, watch that. Yeah. You want to do, do watch party here at the Yeah, let's office? do a watch party. We'll have to stay at all the PSN updates at 8.30 at That's night. That's fine. But we'll, get, we'll get like a pizza. Oh, my gosh. I'm kidding. Hopefully it won't update that later. Okay. Yeah, we'll do something. We'll it do probably something. will. There'll be some sort of bug. I'm going to write Sony and tell them to change their PSN update. I, I do that to Jeffrey Do it, every bro. Week. I, always tell him, I always write and tell them to change the ending of his minis. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a podcast beyond episode 231. Yes, wow. 132 backwards. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, remember beyond at IGN.com. Also, remember that Podcast Beyond is our passion project. <laughs> wait, wait, did you say 231 is 123 backwards? <laughs> no, I, no, no, I said 132 backwards. <laughs> oh, okay. Never mind. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, go to IGN.com, read our articles and stuff there. That's what pays the bills. That's what keeps uh, the lights on until I break them. Uh, remember, follow us on Twitter. IGN's IGN. I'm Game Over Greggy. Uh, Ryan's Pwam Cider. Colin is no taxation. Watch up at noon on Monday. You can also follow IGN on Facebook. IGN. Follow me at Game Over Greggy on Facebook. <laughs> Ryan, take me. Sounds good, buddy. Uh, remember, if you would like to uh, end the show with a song, as we often do on Podcast Beyond, send it to beyond at IGN.com. Attach an MP3 to the, uh, to the email and give me a little description of the music, just like Sam did. Sam writes, uh, his email's a little long, so I'm going to uh, cut it down a little bit, uh, but thank you, Sam. Uh, he's writing in a song called Junket. His band name is Idiot Child, <laughs> but uh, he's been writing music for about uh, 15 years. Um, and he does have an interesting fact I wanted to read. I used to DJ at my local NZ studio radio station, and the producer there was none other than Jeremiah Ross, a.k.a. Module, no a.k.a. Shit. the producer of the Shatter soundtrack. Awesome. He even gave me some production tips. You see how this all comes back to video games. Warning that my music is not nearly as polished as his, but you get what you pay for. <laughs> uh, so anyway, thank you very so much, good. Sam. This is uh, Junket from Sam's, uh, just going by Sam's name. Idiot child, and uh, thank you very much for sending this in. This is a rad track, so uh, let's play it. Beyond.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.